Formula One. My name is Jojo Joseph, coming to you from San Diego, California. Uh, today, we are going to talk silly season. Um, you know, we're in the lead up to Monza. It's going to be a great race weekend, tight championship race. Uh, we had, uh, you know, a terrible race in Belgium, and then we had, you know, not the greatest race uh, in in the Netherlands, but uh, it was a great atmosphere. Uh, but we have a very tight championship, three points separate Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. But we're in silly season, so we are going to talk silly season. Um, you know, right now, I'll just give you uh, a little bit of background. It's about 10 a.m. here in California. I uh, woke up a few hours ago, and we've had a, a lot of changes. Hopefully, you know, we're going to get some more news, uh, but I felt this was a good time to start talking about what's been going on, knowing full well. You know, I've had a little bit of bad luck where I'll put something out, and then news comes out right afterwards. So I think it's late enough in the day where we may not get news until tomorrow, but I also didn't want to go tomorrow, uh, wait till tomorrow, just because, you know, everyone's going to be paying attention to the lead up to Monza. So I wanted to make sure we got whatever current information out uh, today. So, you know, starting off with the big news for, for next year, you know, the move that we all knew was going to happen was going to happen. And that's George Russell, uh, Mr. Saturday, uh, will be moving from Williams to Mercedes. We all knew this was going to happen. He's a Mercedes driver. He sat in for Lewis last year, famously, uh, when Lewis came down with COVID and had an amazing weekend up until Mercedes screwed up that pit stop. Uh, but um, if you look at what he's been doing this year, I mean, you knew it was going to happen. Uh, amazing qualification, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> amazing qualification days, uh, consistently out-qualifying his teammate. But not only that, just, you know, several times outperforming the McLarens, the Ferraris, the Mercedes, Red Bulls. I mean, getting the most out of that Williams car. And so, you know, this is something he's worked hard for. He's had a lot of bad luck, um, you know, whether it's barely missing out on points or crashing out in the points or crashing out during safety laps while he was in the points or having a pit stop malfunction when he was with Mercedes. I mean, we've all seen it. We've all experienced it, uh, whether you're a George fan or you're ambivalent or whatever. Um, yeah, you, you feel that for him. It's a definitely... Um, you know, a, a good moment for him to finally get into that zone. Uh, it feels good for him to get into that spot, to be in a competitive car, uh, and to be racing against Lewis Hamilton. Uh, for Lewis, you know, he's going to have a little bit more of a challenge, you know, because, you know, let's be completely honest, the last five years, you know, he's had a great teammate, but not a great competitor, <laughs> you know. Um, and so, you know, Valtteri, was great for Mercedes in the fact that he was a great B driver. But at the same time, you know, now that there's a competitive person against Lewis, it's not good just to have a good B driver. You need someone who's also competitive, you know, not just to hold up the Red Bulls, but also make sure you're getting maximum points. Now, that doesn't mean Valtteri's bad. This is not going to be a Valtteri Botas bashing session because I have a lot of respect for him. He was put in an impossible situation. Um, and so, you know, you know, when you see you know, how things have developed where George has been consistently improving, improving with Valtteri, as much as I like him, there are, there are some criticisms I have for him. For example, his race starts, his race starts tend to be like his opening laps tend to be not very good, especially compared to Lewis, compared to Max, compared to Sergio uh, when he's up front, you know, Orlando, you know, I, I mean, he, he'll 
struggle around traffic. He won't make the, you know, the right decisions. We saw that infamously, uh, you know, in, in Hungary, uh, you know, where it was just a complete mess and everything. And he's had those mess ups before. The other thing is defensive driving. He's really not that great. Let's be completely frank. There's times where they've relied on him to hold up traffic to, to you know, let loose, build a gap. And he doesn't do it as long or as well as as they want him to. And so, you know, these are things that he hasn't improved upon. Um, and I think that at some point they looked at it and said, you know, we see George continually getting better and better and better. Valtteri just seems to be, you know, not regressing, but not getting better. So let's make this change. So, you know, you knew it was going to happen. You kind of suspect it was going to happen. And it happened. Now for Valtteri, it's not all terrible. You know, he's going to be staying in Formula One. Uh, moving over to Alfa Romeo, he's taking over uh, for Kimi Raikkonen, so replacing one Finn with another Finn, uh, and he will be sitting in that top spot uh, for Alfa Romeo. Uh, you know, it, it's up in the air whether, um, you know, how they're going to do next year, you know, um, to be completely frank with Alfa Romeo, you know, they really need to get a better car, you know, and, and as you've seen from the drivers this year, I don't think it's really on the drivers. I, and I feel bad, you know, Kimmy's retiring and he was going to retire. Antonio's position is way up in the air. But really, you know, you have, you just have to wonder, you know, do they really have as good of a car as they should be having? Uh, but really, they, they need to, to, to get something started here because the fact of the matter is, you know, other teams are improving. They are not showing the improvements that you expect from a team like that. So is it going to actually happen next year with the new regulations? I think with Valtteri, he's signed to a multi-year contract, so that's good for him. He has security, so maybe there there is something in the works where he sees it, where he's like, yes, they're going to have a better car, and it's going to have a path to, to improve more and more over the year, so they're not going to be a backmarker team, because for Valtteri, that's going to be pretty rough to go from, you know, the best team or one of the top two teams um, to, you know, to going to a potential backmarker, because it seems like everyone else is, is uh, you know, doing really well. Now, as far as his teammate, we don't know yet. So Antonio Giovinazzi has not been confirmed yet. A lot of rumors that he's not going to be sticking around and that that seat is open. Uh, we won't know yet. I was hoping we would know today and they would make the announcement today. Uh, I think just because it's an Italian Grand Prix, um, you know, maybe they're holding off to let Antonio enjoy a home Grand Prix or something like that. Who knows? Maybe they'll make the decision as soon as they get off this podcast. Um, but to be honest, I'm not expecting this day. And it's not that I don't think he's a great driver. I think he's a very good driver at times. I don't think that he's improved. And when you, again, you compare to George Russell, who was also in a terrible car that improved. Um, you know, Antonio, you know, didn't quite improve as much, uh, but still showed some great state skills. Like, for example, the qualification in the last race. Uh, he's had some great, phenomenal opening laps and everything. So I think he's a great driver. Maybe he'll move over to the rally circuit. I don't imagine Alfa Romeo keeping him on for next year, to be completely frank. And maybe I'm wrong, and I hope I'm wrong, because I, I like him as a person, and he's enjoyable when he's on. Uh, but, you know, the rumors right now, whether it's going to be uh, Nick DeVries uh, coming in, who's a very popular driver, a champion himself, uh, or is it going to be, you know, uh, someone else? You know, who knows? Like, there's so many what-ifs. You know, do, do other drivers get released from their, their you know, reserve contracts or whatever? You know, there's some drivers who you would love to see. I would love to see Callum Mylot. I would love to see Guan Yu Zhou. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty good, great Guan Yu Zhou fan. Does he get a chance? Um, who knows what's going to happen. But uh, for now, that's that's the seat that everyone's looking at just to see what's going on. Uh, Alpha Tauri has confirmed that Pierre Gasly and Yuki Tsunoda will be back for next year. Makes perfect sense. You had a rookie 
who's a really good driver when he's on. He's had made mistakes, but they're committed to him, and they seem to be pretty happy with the progress he's made. Um, you know, yes, he's had some little bit of bad luck, but overall, they, I don't think they could really fall compared to the other two rookies, and I think they're going to give him another chance, which is good for him. Pierre Gasly, uh, they, I'm glad they're keeping him. You know, with Pierre, I think it's interesting because he is sticking with the Red Bull team. He's going to be sticking with the so-called B team, but at the same time, you know, he's been getting some pretty good results with that so-called B team. Um, so maybe there's looking, they're looking at the fact that, you know, they're going to kind of break free and be their own little thing. And he's going to be a competitor in and of itself because he, quite frankly, can be a, a competitor in and of itself. Um, let's be honest. He was not a, that whole Red Bull thing was not very good. But with AlphaTauri, his second coming there has been nothing short of spectacular. So. I'm glad he gets to stay with them, um, and, you know, hopefully we'll see uh, them actually, you know, get a lot better results um, and watch him get a few more podiums and wins just because you really love to see that. Uh, Fernando and Esteban have been confirmed with Alpine, so we knew that already. Moving on to Aston Martin, kind of weird. You know, there was a weird rumor uh, that they went after Fernando Alonso, which I, I don't believe that for a heartbeat. Uh, but both Sebastian Vettel and Lance Stroll have not been confirmed. Let's be honest, I'm pretty sure they're going to confirm Lance uh, and, and get him on board. Uh, with Sebastian, it's a little bit weird that they haven't really confirmed him yet. He seems to be doing really well, um, and I don't see any reason why they would try to replace him other than the fact that they would try to save money. But that being said, I, I really don't see that happening. So let's be completely frank. Ferrari is going to be the same. We've known this for a while. Charles and Carlos, the, pretty much the two most consistent drivers to each other and, you know, we'll look at, you know, are going to look to do really, really well. They're trending up and they should have a good weekend this weekend anyway. Uh, McLaren, you know, obviously Daniel and Lando are going to be staying the same. We talked about Mercedes. Red Bull, Sergio Perez signed that extension uh, a couple weeks ago uh, and he's looking to do really, really well. So now I'm going to move on to, uh, you know, the other big news of the day, uh, Williams. So one of my favorite drivers who I didn't think got a fair shake, Alexander Albon, uh, the British tie driver, uh, who raced for uh, AlphaTauri, got promoted into Red Bull to replace Pierre Gasly, and then was unceremoniously dumped uh, for Sergio Perez, um, will be returning. He will be with Mer Mer uh, Williams Mercedes. Uh, it's a little bit of a weird thing because he's still, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to read through everything. It sounds like he's still kind of affiliated with Red Bull, but he's going to be driving in a Williams car with a Mercedes engine. I'm not sure how thrilled Total Wolf is about that to have a Red Bull driver getting such an intimate look at your engine, but I'm sure there's an agreement in place that, uh, um, you know, he's not allowed to say much of anything, but this is great news. I I'm excited for Alex. He's, you know, if, if you watch Drive to Survive or any of these, you know, YouTube vignettes and any of this stuff, he's an absolutely great driver. He's, you know, he's an absolutely great human being, just, you know, always positive and always trying to, you know, uh, you know, do the best he can. I do think, he had a very, very poor shake, uh, poor shake of things at, at Red Bull. I, I really, you know, when you see what happened with Pierre, and then you also see with, like, Sergio, who's struggling in qualifying at times, I do think that with Alex, there's validity to the fact that they really were just like, well, Max is our guy. Alex, you just make do with, with the rest and everything. That's my opinion. I'm, I feel really confident in the fact that they didn't support him. Uh, and then he was still under a lot of pressure. So... I think this move to Williams is great, um, and I think here's the reason why. I think Williams has been trending up. You know, uh, I think when you look at the fact that like 
you know, people were saying they're a back marker, they're terrible, what's going on? And this year they've outperformed Haas, sure. They've, you know, done a little bit here and there with Huffer Mayo, sure. Is that the best? No. But they've had some pretty good qualifications, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, the last couple weeks. Um, you know, the race pace, maybe not or whatever. I know George had that great qualification that wasn't a race, so we really don't know what happened there. But both, you know, George and Nicholas have been, you know, qualifying well of getting good pace out of the car that didn't exist uh, previously. You know, so there's definitely movement at, at Williams. I really think that they're trending upward. I really think that they're going to make a, a definitive charge into the midfield. They're not going to be a top tier team next year. But I think they're going to make a charge in the midfield. I think that the new owners, Darlington Capital, has really invested a lot into making sure that the Williams name gets eventually up to the top of the constructor standings and have drivers that will go for the uh, the championship. Um, and so I really think that them getting Alex is a really good, uh, really good uh, move for them. I think that you know you're looking at the fact that you have uh, a great driver um, who. Will probably have a chip on his shoulder. He's going to be free from, for the most part, that Red Bull, uh, that Red Bull shadow. And I think Williams is going to be pretty supportive of him. And the reason why is you look at another driver who they're bringing back, Nicholas Atifi. Now this is a little bit of a shock to me because Nicholas really was, to me, like really not. Do, I mean, compared to George, was not doing very well. The last couple of races, he has had great qualification and looks to have good pace. Um, and, you know, the thing with Nicholas, we, we just have to get this elephant through. He is a bit of a pay driver, you know. And for those of you who are new to Formula One, there are drivers who do, when they get signed, it's because they're also bringing a significant financial investment with them. Um, Nicholas is one of those drivers. You know, when he was signed uh, by Williams, uh, it was because his family did bring a significant uh, monetary value to the team. That happens. Sergio Perez has been the same. You know, he has sponsors and backers in Mexico that will, you know, underwrite uh, his uh, his a seat, and that helps a team make money. You know, so, you know, Sergio Perez is, is like that as well. Nikita Mazepin, whose father, you know, came in and, and put a big sponsorship deal for Haas, which was able to keep Haas afloat. You know, he's another one. And, of course, Lance Stroll, the most famous one, where his father bought the team. Um, you know, his father actually essentially got a seat in Williams, and then his father, you know, took over Racing Point, which is now Aston Martin. Now, you know, a lot of people are very uh, dismissive of these paid drivers. But the fact of the matter is, like, these guys, you know, yes, you may not like it. Yes, you may have another driver you want to see in there. But a lot of these guys have won in their own right, <laughs> you know, at, at the lower levels. They've been champions and have won races at the lower levels. Um, you know, it's not like they're coming in and, you know, with maybe with the exception of Akita Mesopin, don't know what they're doing. So uh, a great example, Lance Stroll and Sergio Perez, you know, like they bring financial backing with them. But, you know, they're, they're also phenomenal drivers. So um, Nicholas, you know, yes, he is bringing financial commitment, but pushed that aside, he's also... And he's improved the last couple of races and he's shown pace and he showed some good driving. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for him. I'm happy for him. Glad that he gets to stick on and, you know, help continue that relationship with Williams because I think next year they're, they're going to do really, really good things moving forward. The last one is Haas, you know, so there's some crazy rumors. I was on Twitter last night trying to figure this one out uh, because, you know, all reports are showing that Mick Schumacher is not happy at Haas. Now, granted, he's a rookie, he doesn't have much leverage. He's, you know, <laughs> you know, he's kind of toward the bottom of the rankings and, you know, he doesn't have much going on. But he's also, you know, a, a really popular driver and he's got a good reputation. Um, so it's a little bit 
uh, strange to see, you know, him um, not very happy. And I think it really stems down to his teammate and his teammate's father's influence. Um, Nikita has made some comments, um, and Nikita has made some moves that has, quite frankly, not endeared him to many fans, drivers, but it seems like his teammate as well. You know, I think there's this, you know, um, kind of, uh, you know, they're racing, and Mick is definitely outperforming Nikita. I think Nikita is making some comments about Nick needs, Nick is getting some favoritism and from the team, and, you know, he's, he's getting, you know, extra benefits, which, I mean, if he's outperforming you, he's probably going to, <laughs> you know, that tends to happen. Uh, so, you know, but I think that make, you know, there's been some issues with being cut off and getting, uh, you know, words exchanged. So it doesn't seem like they have a very good relationship. Um, I've been hearing rumors that that Alfa Romeo seat is something that Mick wants to slide into. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, you know, I think, you know, honestly, you know, betting money would say that Mick would just rides it out one more year with Haas and then tries to make a move to a team for 2023, um, especially Haas is evidently, you know, they're they're not investing in this year at all. This year is just a, uh, a crapshoot, and we've known that uh, for them. They're just riding out whatever technology they have and investing heavily in 2022. So we'll see. Maybe he just wants to stick it out and uh, and see what 2022 brings and what his performance will be, and he'll have better leverage to move to a different team, maybe a bit higher up than Alfa Romeo. Not quite sure just yet, but... Um, but yeah, it's definitely interesting just because obviously Nikita's father brings sponsorship money. Um, there's rumors, too, that are floating around that he's actually trying to buy the team outright. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. You know, um, there's rumors here in the United States that Andretti, uh, the Andretti Auto Group, um, led by the famous Andretti family, is looking to buy Haas as well. So, I mean, you know, or buy their way into Formula One, uh, whether that's starting a new team or buying Haas. So who knows what's going to happen in that regard. Um, it's definitely, definitely, uh, uh, an interesting dynamic. We may not have word until tomorrow, maybe after Monza, but Gunther Steiner says they're going to confirm it at some point in the next few days. Um, and so we'll see what happens, but it, it's definitely to have two rookies and, you know, you know, Formula One drivers are always going to butt heads with each other, with their teammates. It, it happens even like the best of friends famously with, you know, Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton, 20 year friendship went down the drain because they were on the same team fighting each other for, championships and everything so um yeah we'll, we'll see what happens there um a little bit of news as we lead into the italian grand prix uh robert kibitza will be replacing kimmy reichen and kimmy's still you know dealing with the COVID diagnosis i'm sure they're just it sounds like he's healthy and uh just isolating and they're just trying to keep things um you know keep things safe in, in that regard so uh robert kibitza will be stepping in again uh you know i didn't give him enough credit uh for the last race to be completely frank with you uh, kind of just blew through and said, oh, yeah, he replaced Kimi Raikkonen and whatever. But uh, the fact of the matter is, you know, he qualified 16th uh, in, in the race, considering he hasn't really raced this year. To jump in and, and qualify 16th was, was pretty impressive. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, he finished 18th in the race, but um, the, the, uh, but the fact of the matter is, uh, I'm sorry, like, sorry, take that back. He, he qualified 16th. He finished 15th. Um, so yes, uh, to, to, to finish ahead of the Williams, both Williams, uh, to finish ahead of AlphaTauri, and then of course both Haas's, which you know he was going to do that, but um, that's pretty good. And, and you know, right behind his his teammate um, Antonio. So uh, credit to Robert uh, for having such a great race. That that's pretty impressive. Um, but now, yeah, like I said, we're moving on to uh, Italy, the Italian Grand Prix. 
at Monza. This should be a fun race. It's uh, to me, it's always been a fun race. I mean, you're you're looking at the fact that you're going to have um, a lot of lot of a uh, uh, lot of people who are very very interested in winning this thing. I mean, when you look at the fact that you know, first and foremost, you have competitive Italian team. As we remember, you know, uh, Charles Leclerc winning there and the crowd going crazy. I mean, so you know that's on Ferrari's mind going, man, if we could steal a win, that's going to be great. And then you have the championship leaders who are all saying this will give us a huge leg up as far as points. So you have Red Bull and uh, and uh, and Mercedes uh, both looking to, to do well. Um, and then you also have the factor in that McLaren is looking to come back strong after a terrible weekend that they had. Uh, in, in the Netherlands, so, I mean, there's going to be a lot of in, intense action going on here, you know, things things are clearly not settled, and yes, you have silly season, the after effects, how's Valtteri Botas going to be driving the rest of the year now that he knows that he's leaving, does that mean that the pressure is off and he's going to drive well, is he going to say, F it, I'm going to, you know, push myself even further, or is he going to say, you know what, I'm done, have a nice day, I, I don't think he's going to do that part of it, but you do have to question that, <laughs> you know, you look at you know, how's George going to drive? You know, is he going to sit there and say, do I still have anything left to prove? Do I really want to risk it? Uh, I got my seat for next year, you know. Um, and so you have to just wonder what, what's going to factor in there, uh, you know, what the motivations are going to be for the drivers. I, I think that it should be in a pretty exciting race. I'm pretty stoked on it. Monza, is, I think, is a great track. Um, you know, I, I can't imagine. Um, it, it, the, I think the atmosphere will be good. I'm not sure how many fans will be there, but... It should be a really fun experience and everything. So, um, yeah, we're leading into the race. Uh, should be pretty fun. Um, you know, let us know what you think. Like I said, uh, you know, we're on uh, Instagram, Cali Formula One. Uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, you can look us up. Uh, thank you all for subscribing. Let your friends know to subscribe uh, on both uh, Apple and Spotify. And I think we popped up on a few other things here, uh, like uh, Amazon and um uh, yeah, Google Podcast, Amazon, iHeartRadio now. We're trying to get on to Pandora and TuneIn Plus Alexa. Um, still waiting to get that approved. But, uh, but yeah, um, let your friends know. We appreciate everyone who's been listening. We've had uh, listeners all over the world, like I said, and I'm very appreciative of that. So I will be reaching out to all of you guys. Um, I'm thinking Sunday afternoon, Sunday afternoon here in California, I should say, so many of you on the uh, other side of the world will probably be asleep at that point, but uh, pretty soon after the race. We'll see how the race goes um, and uh, what action there is in the after action. Again, it's a delicate balance of like trying to get the podcast out, and then, you know, sometimes, like Sebastian Vettel, I was talking about how great of a performance he had a couple races ago, and then he got disqualified. So <laughs> that, that's the type of stuff that happens sometimes. But in any case, I hope you all have a great weekend, a great race weekend. I hope it's a great race. And let's connect uh, afterward. Have a good one. And thanks for listening. Bye.